1: my hair bittersweet smoke flying through the air it's the way I feel smoking on a fat cigar
0: Jeff Pitcher's Fat Cigar you were listening to and that means it's time for not just smoke, and it's time for Pastor Padron to put on his headset. <laughs> there you go. I like, I'm, I'm, I think everything's on. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's it's a case of the Mondays, people. Am I right? <laughs> right? Yep. We're back to Monday.
1: It's only been three days since the last podcast. It's dude. only
0: been three days since the last podcast. That's true. I'm Pastor Padron. I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul and Dave. Hello. Nick is on vacation this week, so he is not Puerto with us. Rico. Uh, yeah, he's in Puerto Rico, and he's supposed to bring us back something uh, exotic. Yes, I to, heard that. Uh, we'll see.
1: Uh, Let's we'll see what he means. Let's we'll see what his version of exotic is.
0: Yeah, probably something from the Bacardi. Film. Probably. <laughs> would you be surprised, Dave? No, no, no I'd no. be excited. No, well, I, I yeah, I'd be excited yeah, too.
1: Yeah, I would be anything from Bacardi's fine. So no yeah. problem. Yeah, no problem. Not a there. problem
0: at all. But uh, welcome to Not Just Blowing Smoke, people. We're coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us right here on Facebook or YouTube, wherever you're watching live, as well as on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get your podcasts from. And we are continuing 724 month this week, and we are highlighting a different 724 cigar each week on the show. And today it is The W.K. Toro, uh, arguably one of the most popular cigars sold at Twin Smoke Shop. Mm -hmm. Um, It is an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with a Honduran binder and Nicaraguan Honduran filler. And uh, it's a classic Toro, 6x50. And um, first impressions on the cigar?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I'd like to say this first. Mm -hmm. This cigar was what got me into... Thank you, Dave. <laughs> this cigar, when I first started working at Twins several years ago, this was the cigar that got me into smoking Connecticut Shade cigars. I never was a fan of them. I, I tried them several times throughout my cigar years and experience. Didn't ever take to it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but since working here and having this particular cigar, it opened up my palate and I'd accepted the plethora of Connecticut skies, and this is certainly one of my favorites. So, mm-hmm. uh, having said that, um, I get a lot of creamy, smooth, mm-hmm. buttery mm. flavors right off the bat. Buttery, a, yeah, a little buttery flavor. A little butter, yep, a a little buttery butter. smooth, a little buttery smooth, and nice, a little bit of cedar. Not parquet. Uh, not parquet. Butter. 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 Not, butter. Not, not popcorn. <laughs> not margarine. Popcorn. Butter. Uh, not margarine. <laughs> Nice, little, nice little bit, of, nice little cedar <laughs> notes, a little nuttiness too, mm-hmm. and just a hint of citrus.
0: Mm-hmm. Dave, what about you? What are you getting off the cigar?
2: Off the cigar, um, I'm getting a little bit of earth. I'm getting that citrus. I'm getting it's very creamy. Mm-hmm. The retrohale has a nice mild spice to it. Um, it's it's a really good coffee cigar.
0: Mm. That's true. I
1: would absolutely agree with that.
0: This is a great coffee cigar. Um, uh, Echoing everybody here, creamy, cedary, um, those nutty notes that you're talking about, that's like right on the finish, too. You get this nice, creamy, nutty finish. Um, And uh, that gentle spice in the retro is just fantastic. I love that. And tonight, uh, I know this is supposed to be monkeying around with tequila (laughs) talia. but Talia monkeyed with us and went on vacation and uh, could not make it back from the trip that she was... uh, She's doing a bunch of day trips and could not make it back for the time of the show. But she dropped off what she wanted us to smoke, I mean, to drink, drink, and that is Monkey 47 Gin. You want to talk a little bit about that,
1: Paul? I would love to. Uh, So Monkey 47... An unusual gin from the Black Forest in Germany. Black Forest? Black Forest. Monkey 47 contains a unique ingredient, lingonberries. Lingonberries? I've never had that before, and I think I've asked you both, and neither one of you have had it. Anyway, uh, the 47 comes from the number of botanicals that go into this unique gin, and the fact that it's bottled at a healthy 47% ABV. It seems that the botanicals speak for themselves as the gin has received bucketfuls of critical acclaim. Mm. Some say less is more, not from Monkey 47.
0: I think Talia sounds a lot more baritone than the last time she was. on. (laughs) What's up with that, Talia? (laughs) I'm not going to say what we said
1: prior to the show. (laughs) So on the nose, you get notes of lavender, grapefruit, lemon, and mint. Subtle baking spice and green cardamom. The taste you should get bright bursts of oh, citrus. Geez. What's about it, Nothing. Go on. Okay. Yep. And the taste you might you'll get bright bursts of citrus, followed by a long red lingonberry note, delicate florals of lavender and chamomile, with a huge hit of Indian spices. Oh yeah. The mouthfeel rich, silky, full-bodied, an incredibly smooth and soft spirit. It's no wonder. Our die-hard fans love to drink the Monkey Neat or On the Rocks with a Twist.
2: I like my Monkey Neat.
1: Dave, I <laughs> want to know I'm I, I want to know per- personally, what do you think of this gin? Because we know from, what, a couple months ago yep. how much of a <sighs> gin fan you really are.
0: Which aren't... is to say, he's not. Uh... <laughs> um,
2: well, I like it a lot better than the last gin. Um, as far as, a, it's, it's nice, it's refreshing... But it's it's just not my bag, you no. Know? Um, <laughs> what is your bag, what Dave? Is your bag? I, don't, I don't know. I mean, botanicals to me just I don't want it in the drink. I I like I think it's great in a retrohale, like in orientals and like a pipe and stuff like that. But I don't want herbs in my drink. You,
1: you want know? it in your hand yeah. cream?
2: No, <laughs> no. I want it. I want it like 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 a laundry or like a freaking thing you plug into the thing room smell or something. But not a drink, you know. I don't know. You, so, you want to yeah. smell it, but you don't want to taste it. It, it, it has its own place, That's what I'm saying. It has its place. It has its place. In and gin. its place. Is I not
1: will say this mouth. I'm not a huge drink uh, gin fan. I've I mentioned before that I do drink Hendrix oh. occasionally during the summer time, but it's usually with cocktails. Right. Yeah. This gin, however, wow. Right off the bat, it was just, it has that full body flavor, that mm-hmm. n- nice little bit of hit of, of some spice in the background, a little bit of, of also sweetness, the citrus, uh, just lots going on here. And the more I'm drinking it, the more I'm loving this. Mm, of
2: course there's a lot. There's 47 botanicals. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> but I tell you, those floral notes play real well with the sweetness in the cigar and oh, the yeah. cedar. Yes. And I think it's bringing out a more... Lot more cedar
1: correct i absolutely agree with you dan i agree yep. with that yep earthy tones too i'm getting a lot more earth from uh the cigar with the drink but the cedar notes are that's right that. there with it too
0: that's perfect oh my goodness um <clears throat> so one of the things we want to discuss on on the show here and this is what we were going to discuss with talia and for those of you who are diehard talia fans out there um She will be with us next week, especially because she couldn't make it this week. And uh, next week, she's bringing a Jameson Black Barrel. What? We're going to be drinking that with the uh, uh, 724 Factory 57 Churchill. Mm -hmm. Another new size that uh, Kurt's come out with in the last uh, few months. And we're really excited about that. Um, But at least we got the uh, Paul Talia. Paul Talia? Paulia. Yeah, the Paulia. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: the, the if any, if anybody else wants me to put uh, Talia back up, just let me know. Mm-hmm. Okay. With, with
1: this mug, I think they will, Dave. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Her mean, who, face who,
1: who wouldn't want to see Talia versus me? Come on. Her you know?
2: face
0: and your voice, man. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just yeah, a, she, she's, Oh,
1: my. That's
2: she's,
0: just a match. It, she's loaded down a few octaves. <laughs> Her voice. <yeah. laughs> Oh, my goodness oh poor Talia um, the question is does gin go with cigars unfortunately at all? and uh, you know that's the question that's the question we're asking tonight gin is not something that is normally thought of as something to pair with a cigar I wonder why and a pipe tobacco um, these you know I've I've you know Talia really did want to be here tonight and she wanted to do monkey 47 and I picked this cigar and the pipe tobacco we're going to be doing specifically because I thought they would be a very good pairing with the gin. But I want to know, I I want Dave and Paul to, Mm. to really kind of give their perspectives on whether or not gin at all is something that anybody should be thinking about pairing with their cigar.
1: Yes. I would say after having this, particular gin with this particular cigar I can honestly say yes having said that mm-hmm. I think a, a mild to medium cigar something that's got generally I'd I say a Connecticut or maybe a lighter shade natural wrapper something mm-hmm. that doesn't have a whole lot of intensity to it Yeah. Um, and specifically a gin like this that on it's own has a lot of body with it it's complementing it beautifully mm, if yeah. it was a full body cigar with this I, I don't know how that would Interact if it would if it would be enough for the full body cigar, or would the gin overpower certain parts of that? I I couldn't yeah. tell you, but I think with this particular cigar, this particular st- uh, strength, it's it's working beautifully.
0: Right, now we've talked, Paul, about how um, the seven twenty four WK and specifically the Toro yeah. is one of the best selling cigars at Twins. Yes, it is. It's a very popular Connecticut cigar, mm-hmm. and we all know that. Uh, uh, Connecticut rap, light to medium cigars are the best sellers, yes today. you know and it, you know it's it's kind of funny. you know when you work in a cigar shop, most of the people I've w- worked with who have been in the industry at all, the kind of the longer you smoke, the, the fuller body you tend to prefer. You kind of grow into the stronger stuff and so I now prefer really you know medium to full. Yep. Uh you know usually I know you're the same Paul. Yep. You're the same Dave. You like full-bodied flavor.
2: Well that was just because I smoked cigarettes and my palate was kind of ruined for the lighter stuff. Um well, which it is right. Well, it's ruined. Yes. <laughs> which it, which it in itself speaks to the testament of how much flavor this cigar has. Mm-hmm. Because it's a mild cigar and I absolutely enjoy it, but yeah. not all of them.
0: It's got it's got it's got a lot of flavor going on. Yeah. But a cigar like this you know you know those of you who watch the show or listen to the show know that most of what we are pairing is, mm-hmm. is some kind of bourbon or scotch yeah. or something yeah. like that but i think m- the majority of bourbons or scotches would be too much for the cigar yes yep and so i think you have to start thinking well if you enjoy a milder cigar or you want to enjoy a milder cigar what are the best things to pair with that? and I think you've got to start thinking outside the brown liquor box, yes, if you really want something to go along with it. and um I think the monkey 47 has so much flavor going on oh, with yeah. it, and it's I can't decide whether it's contrasting or complementary.
1: I think it's complementary.
0: You think it's complimentary? Yeah,
1: because again, it's bringing out a lot more of the cedar notes for mm-hmm. me in the cigar. The cedar notes are there; it's subtle, on its own, but with this, with the with the drink, the Monkey Forty Seven, it's bringing out a lot more of the cedar notes for me. bring out a little bit more earth too, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's it's not overpowering the cigar. I'm still able to enjoy it um, and enjoy the drink too. So neath, both yeah. are, both are equal uh, in my in my eyes in terms of uh, how each one is interacting with each other
0: now what about you dave what's what's your reaction to the this pairing does it work for you even though i you know well for, let, i want to talk about this mm-hmm. in two ways one All right. All right. does it work for, does it work for you mm-hmm. and then second you know i know you're not a gin person so would you do this on your own? no 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 anyway. to me
2: to me to me this is it is it's like drinking a medicinal grass with something that tastes like cedar you know and it just I don't know, and it doesn't sound complimentary to me It doesn't taste complimentary um I just no i just, I just gin is just not my bag, you know. No. Uh, it, now, now, if I look at the drink by itself, is it refreshing? Yes. You know, if someone was like, hey, I'll buy a round of gin for everyone and it's Monkey 47, I would be excited because, you know, it's it's Because actually, it's a it's not, free
0: bottle of alcohol. Because it's game. not, yeah. it, as far as
2: gin goes, <laughs> it's not that bad. But I mean, it it, it this tastes like watered-down green NyQuil to me. Like it doesn't... Uh, <laughs> oh. Really? That's
0: what you're getting from this, it's is watered-down watered down green, green NyQuil?
2: NyQuil? Yeah you know it's a good thing Talia's not
0: here Yeah, I, she would she would probably it's probably a good thing that <laughs> she isn't here cause yeah. that we, girl that girl could do some damage. We
1: might be looking for a new producer. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: hey, you know I am I'm,
2: I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's just how no, I feel about but it. But
0: now we know you don't like gin and you don't really care for this. But do you think it goes with a cigar? Do I th- uh, in other words in other words, could you say to somebody, if somebody was saying, hey, you know,
2: I want to like have, gym. I want to have, what this. cigar am I going to have with it?
0: Yeah. And this hmm. is the sign of a good tobacconist, somebody who can suggest things to somebody else's palate when it's not really your
2: palate. I think, I this think, is I think that, it is a good pairing. I think. The botanicals bring more of the cedar out in the cigar, which is one of the main points of the cigar. Mm-hmm. That being said, if the person likes gin, yes, I would I would definitely say it's a good pairing. Okay. Just not for me, which is
0: fine. Now, Talia, and we call her Tequila Talia because she, she's she got this uh, long Greek name that I can't even begin to pronounce, and then Therogood. It's like, I couldn't, we couldn't put her name on the page without it going off. It's just too big. So we call it Tequila Talia, and <laughs> she likes tequila. So that, that fits. She's not a, a, kind of like Paul. She's not a gin person mm-hmm. either, yeah. but she really likes this gin. Yes. And nobody's perfect. When, uh, you know, we met, uh, uh, last Friday, to, you know, when she dropped off the, the, the gin for the oh. show, she lit up a WK. And this is one of the things I love about Talia. She's, you know, she smokes cigars, smokes pipe with the best of them. We love having her on the show for that reason. Um, you know, but kind of like with um, uh, Kendra, the potion master, the question that I will ask them, because they're not really tobacconists, they deal more with the alcohol, is you know, do you think, you know, are you are you thinking the cigar goes well with your drink instead of what we around. would do yep. saying, does this cigar go, you know, um, and she really enjoyed it. So her her idea of a good pairing is she can enjoy the cigar and it does not get in the way of her enjoying what she's drinking because that's the most important thing <laughs> to yeah, her. That's very important to her. That's very important to her. Yes. You do not want to get in the way of <laughs> no. what she's drinking.
1: Don't get, don't get in the way of, ta- of Tequila Talia's drink. No, don't at do all. that.
0: And she, right from the first draw on the cigar, she really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. She thought this was a really good pairing and said much of the same thing, that the, the cedar notes of the cigar were brought out and oh, that yeah. that cedar and the, the floral notes in the, um, in the gin really played well together. And I, I um, have to agree with that in my own palate.
1: And in my in my view of this drink, too, it's getting better and better every time I sip it with a cigar. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it really is. I'm getting a lot more of those floral notes from the gin. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a little bit of a burn factor, but as all gins do, but it's subtle. It doesn't last mm-hmm. long, it doesn't linger. Um, some gins just, you know, to me, it's just it, not much flavor, and it just has that burning effect, and that's when you want to mix it with you know some other types of uh liquors or whatever to uh maybe a cocktail but this one i've never drank gin before straight even not even on the rocks this is just neat and it's right. phenomenal
0: yeah it's 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 the, the spice that kind of mm-hmm. lingers there for a little bit yep i really like yes um okay you get any spice dave no see now he's just shut down yeah <laughs> For those of you who are watching, too, Dave's on about 12 different kinds of pain medication right now that also might have something to do with it. But um, um, it, on Friday's podcast, we talked about how um, we had, you know, the Woodford Reserve and was it the cigar that we didn't think was the, the great pairing with it? The yeah, Hustler Hustle Torpedo. The Hustler Hustle Torpedo, Torpedo was was really great. The drink was really great, Mm -hmm. but they didn't really go perfectly together. The drink was overpowering. The Woodford Reserve didn't play well enough with the Hustler, Mm -hmm. and so um, you know we enjoy. We would look forward to smoking the cigar because the cigar was so good. We looked forward to grabbing the the. Woodford because Since the Woodford, Woodford was so good, good yeah. but not because drinking the Woodford increased your enjoyment of the cigar. Right. Okay. For me, I'm looking forward to drinking the gin because it's helping me enjoy the cigar more, yes. which yep. then turns around and helps me enjoy the gin more. So to me, this is a really good... This is, this is a pairing that works. Would I have this all the time? No. But I think... It's a really solid pairing, especially with a cigar that um, I think is a little too light to handle a bourbon or a scotch or a whiskey. Yeah. Um, I think something like this, you know, and and a um, vodka would be too light for something like this, I think. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, unless you just want to, you know, get loaded and have a clean (laughs) palate. Um,
1: another, another pairing that I like with Connecticut cigars, and I've had it with this specific cigar as well, is an IPA. Mm. You know, A nice, straightforward, you know, citrusy IPA goes very, very well with a Connecticut Shade cigar. Um, and then, to, again, I can't believe I'm saying this tequila tequila wood yes yeah, specifically the Avion mm-hmm. which I liked very oh, much that was from last was year yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then um,
2: the Avion Reposado yes that
1: oh, one yes gosh. so that Kurtz Corazon the, Cor- the Corazon as well too Cor-
0: 724 Cor- Cor- Corazon would go well with this yes, too yes it would
1: yeah because it, they're higher to me they're, they're, higher, they're higher level grade. higher grade tequilas you know the, yep. not the one with a lot of agave
2: and, yeah we definitely need to do some Corazon on the show I have mm-hmm. not had it yet yeah mm.
0: Um, yes, we will be, we will be doing that in the future. Um, we might do that when Kurt's on in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. He's like turning into Mr. Tequila. <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> we'll have to play that when he's on. He's, it's like an agave with a beard. <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: <clears throat> you have to do like one of those, like. Little tequila heads with the mouth and stuff like that, and put Kurt's beard on it, how did the song.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, for those of you who may have missed last week's podcast, just a little bit of history here on 724. It was uh, started by R.G. Sullivan in 1874, Mm. and they were manufactured for a long, long time at the factory in Manchester, which is just a few miles from where we are recording on 724 elm street that's where the 724 uh, name comes from um, it was a cuban uh, filled cigar and so when the cuban embargo came into play in 1962 that basically killed everything off yep. and the brand went defunct uh kurt kendall uh reintroduced the brand in 2006 so this is the 15th anniversary of 1724 uh, of, yeah, seven, of 724 20, yeah. uh, what happened in 1724 we weren't uh, a yet. jonathan edwards was 21 years old uh, that must be what i'm thinking about <laughs> but uh, that's for another podcast um the wk series itself was introduced in 2018 it's the newest line of the 724 series and it is a tribute to kurt's late son william That's what WK stands for, William Kendall.
2: um, Which uh, birthday just happened.
0: Yes, on the 3rd, correct, I believe? Yep. And um, uh, what a great tribute cigar this is. It's Mm. smooth, it's creamy, it's inviting. Anybody could smoke it. Uh, I'm a fuller-bodied guy myself. Give me a Neanderthal any day of the week. Uh, But I will also smoke one of these any day of the week. It is a really, really good cigar. Mm -hmm. And like somebody said earlier on, I think it was you, Dave, this is a great coffee cigar. Yes. If you want a great uh, cigar in the morning to go with your cup of coffee, the WK is fantastic. And the um, um, Dog Walker Connecticut would be the perfect length to go with a cup of coffee in the morning. Great, great cigar. Uh, Now, Paul, uh, Kurt had asked you to talk about Uh, the new release that he's announcing at the PCA next week.
1: Yes. So the PCA uh, is the trade show for all the manufacturers and retailers out in Las Vegas. It's going to be taking place July 10th through the 13th. And uh, Kurt is going to be adding what they call... The Hustler Five and Dime. The Five and Dime. Five and Dime. I remember we were having roundtables about what we were going to name, what he wanted to name the cigar. So it's a great Uh. name too. Mm. So 724 Cigars has announced its own cigar that is being offered exclusively to retailers who place orders at the upcoming 2021 PCA convention and trade show. The 724 The Hustler Five and Dime is an extension to the company's existing The Hustler line. It will be offered in a single 6x52 Barbapol Toro that uses Brazilian Habano and Mexican San Andreas wrappers. Underneath the alternating wrappers are an Ecuadorian Sumatran binder and fillers from the Esteli and Jalapa regions of Nicaragua mm. as well as Pennsylvania. Mm. Five and Dime is being rolled at Jesus Fuegos factory in Esteli, Nicaragua.
0: Jesus Fuegos.
1: Jesus Fuegos. It has an MSRP of $12.50 per cigar, and is limited to a thousand boxes of 10 cigars quote mm. in keeping with looking to the future while honoring our history this limited cigar is named after the five and ten cent cigars that made 724 a household name mm. dark robusto and easy to enjoy the double maduro barber Pole five and dime continues the tradition of being famous for quality in every case and the flavor is absolutely unequaled, unquote.
2: Yeah, that's dark and robust, yes. Well, it said Robusto, Dave, so dark robusto. I'm reading the press release. Okay. Yep. I, I think you're right,
1: but...
0: Yep. Yep. And it's <laughs> being made by Jesus. <laughs>
2: hey, now. <laughs>
0: so it's got to be good, right? Oh, my goodness, we're looking forward to that. That's going to be great. Oh, yeah. That's going to be very good. Um, how about a little cigar confession time?
2: This
0: cigar, cigar Confessions. Pastor Padron's Cigar Confession. And tonight's uh, Cigar Confession is an admonition, and that is, please, please, <laughs> for the love of God, don't rush lighting your cigar. Take your time. Not only is the preparation before lighting and the actual lighting of the cigar time for you to get to know it through touch and sight and feel, but let's face it, you can't undo a bad light. Nope. So take your time. Enjoying a cigar is a relaxing and meditative ritual, or at least it can be, it should be. Take the time to enjoy the proper lighting of your cigar. I know we all like to get to the smoking of it, and we want to get it lit as quickly as possible, and we wow. kind of have, you know, competitions who can get their cigar lit and start smoking the fastest, but I really think the enjoyment of the cigar and the performance of the cigar is going to be enhanced by a good slow, good light.
1: I think it's very apropos that we're talking about apropos. that particular confession with this type of cigar. Yes. Because if you light a cigar like this, it's a it, again the Connecticut shade wrapper is on a, on the fragile side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's very sensitive. If you overlight it, if you torch torch it up, it will look like a Maduro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and
0: taste like one too. And,
1: and it's funny. <laughs> what I tend to do with these types of cigars is I'll I'll obviously keep it very. You know, high for, uh, off. You know, the flame. I want to keep it above the flame, mm-hmm. and just so you can just start to see it uh, uh, um, ignite. But then I'll take it away and I'll just blow on it, mm-hmm. so I get the embers hot without mm-hmm. the flame touching it.
0: And you start smelling it. Then, you start smelling right? it then. You yep. start. You start. You know, s- seeing. You get hints of what you're going mm-hmm. to be tasting mm-hmm. and smelling by doing that. How the draw is. Yeah. How the. How, right. You know how it how it feels. How you know. And, um, uh, tobacco, you know, is like a sponge. It's going to absorb all of the thing, the tastes and flavors around it. And if you char the end of it, if you, you know, kind of like your marshmallow, if you light it on fire and blow it out, you know, it's all black. And right now, if you like a lot of carbon on your marshmallow, (laughs) well, good for you, I guess. (laughs) But to enjoy this cigar, the way it was meant to be enjoyed you don't want to do that. You want to toast it. You don't want to have streaks going up your cigar, heat streaks going up your cigar. You don't want a big black thing. You don't want your to hold your thing here like you're a jet plane, you know, taking off of a ship, and you're watching the... F- Some people like doing that, too. They they just love watching the torch just blow everywhere. That's bad for the tobacco, and it changes mm-hmm. the taste of the cigar, and it can actually change how it burns. Yes, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to s- screw with that. Take your time,
2: enjoy it. Absolutely, it's very true. You got to be gentle with the uh, Connecticut, and you need to be gentle with the cigars in general. Uh, mm-hmm. They're aged leaves, people. Keep that in mind.
0: That's true too. That's a that's a really good point. You know, people have worked really hard to bring you this. Uh, Tobacco that you're enjoying, the, I believe the industry average is something like 300 hands.
1: 300 monos.
0: Uh, touch a cigar before you pick it up out of the humidor. Mm-hmm. A lot of people put a lot of time and effort into it, and it's worth taking the time to light right. Respect it, the smoke. Respect it. <laughs> respect your tobacco people, mm-hmm. thus says Pastor Padron. Mm. Ah. Mm-hmm. there we go mm-hmm. so what's the uh, final verdict here on the uh, W.K. Toro Paul
1: just an absolutely wonderful buttery smooth creamy cigar hints of cedar a mm. um, little bit That's. I'm still getting some of that citrus now I'm not exactly sure if that's the Monkey 47 talking because mm-hmm. it does linger a little bit on your tongue but either way mm. cigar is super smooth um and with the drink it's it's made me a gin fan now mm. i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm spoiled sad. now i'm spoiled with this gin yeah
0: so this sad. is this is high-end gin this is high-end gin uh, yeah
1: do man. we know how much this costs by the way
0: yeah it's about it's about 47 dollars. it's about 30 35 bucks 35 that's not bad that's but not it's but bad. it's half a it's half a bottle
1: yeah so it's 70 for a full 750 was it 375 yeah. yeah
0: it's a 375 okay, for yeah, right. 35.
1: do they sell it larger than this you no know? no this is this, this is well
0: you, you you they make a uh one liter version but apparently you can't get it in the new hampshire liquor stores of course you can't which doesn't make any sense
2: <laughs> means New Hampshire at has all. good taste <clears throat> Oh, Dave, you just fired. Yeah, the shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. So uh,
0: I'm gonna echo Paul here and say that the pairing was fantastic. The pairing was fantastic, and and the cigar, it just has performed r- r- unbelievably well and very consistent. There's, you know, it's it, this is not a cigar that's mm. changing up or anything like that. Yeah, but the the pairing here has really um lit that cedar on fire and uh, i'm really enjoying that in the cigar dave
2: i'm really enjoying the the, the cedar and like that the gentle spice in the retro as you coined it um the uh it's it is a good pairing but you know Gin is just, you know, not me. But that's fair, you know. Um, no one's perfect. <laughs> but do you,
0: but let me ask Touché. you a question, Dave. Do you
1: yeah. think it's pulling out more cedar notes from the cigar with the pairing?
2: You know, I I just it's hard because I do not like the gin that much at all. <laughs> all I have in my head right now is like this green Nyquil taste. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of ruins the cigar for me. That's me, though. I you think know, if, if someone we, took if someone... watered
0: down Green NyQuil and made you drink it, it next it, to this, it would, it taste would, not, the same. It would not taste it would the taste same
2: the at same. all. It would taste the same. No, I, yeah, I completely completely oh, I just. It. I'm sorry, but, the, no. you know.
0: You have this... a block,
1: Dave, I think. You're just letting <sighs> that no, vision.
0: I think you were just traumatized by that glowing green crap that Sam made us drink a year. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: now, that was Municipal. <laughs> <laughs> you know that stuff was
2: was special, though. I mean, you know, I respected for what it was. It, you mm-hmm. know, it took, made had took three different places to make that stuff. You know, well, and,
1: well, Dave, this has forty seven botanicals. I mean, it, it, you know, there's no
2: other. You know, no so my laundry has forty seven botanicals, but <laughs> I don't. I don't pair it with my cigar. Okay, sorry. All right. Oh my
1: gosh. Maybe maybe the pipe tobacco will change your mind.
2: Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Probably not.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to take a little break here, and we'll be back with our pipe tobacco and more monkeying around with Monkey 47 Gin in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. All right, everybody. We're back. We got our pipes going, and now we are going to be looking at how that Gin Monkey 47 goes with this. Best Brown by Samuel Gawith, And from the Tobacco Review's website, it says, A firm favorite for the for the pipe smoker looking for a medium-strength, gentle, and slow-burning tobacco. Manufactured using hand-stripped, flu-cured Virginias with no flavors added. Best Brown will reward with a cool, sweet smoke with a delectable aroma and good side stream. Whatever that means. Mm. Mild to medium. It is manufactured by Samuel Gawith, and it is a straight Virginia <clears throat> uh, blend. There's no flavoring. It is a uh, flake cut tobacco and the flakes um, are not very uniform at all. It's um, They kind of look like this. Look at that. There's a, actually a that's folded over like that. Mm. You know, they make this on machines. That are hundreds of years old. It's good stuff there. And um, before we get into the pairing itself, I'd like to know what our first impressions are of the tobacco. And I want to start with you, Dave, on that.
2: What do you think of the uh, best brown here? Well, you know me, Dan. I'm a Virginia King. A um, Virginia King? Yes, I'm a Virginia King. Yes. And it's got uh, stewed fruits. It's got a little bit of a spice going on there, some earth tones. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's got a a little bit of of sweetness. (laughs) And the (laughs) retrohale is uh, creamy and it's pretty smooth. Mm -hmm. I haven't I haven't doused my palate with the Monkey 47 yet, though.
0: Yeah. Now, I get some nice, like almost like a brown sugar kind of sweetness to this. Mm. Do you pick that up, Dave, at all?
2: Mm. What is she here? Mm.
0: Paul, do you pick that up at all?
1: Yes, I do. I also pick up a lot of dark fruit, uh, tangy citrus, Mm -hmm. lots of wood. Mm. Earthy, mm-hmm. yeah, wood, um, citrus, yeah. Just it's well, it's a lot going on here, but it's so. Do you say brown sugar? Yes, brown sugar,
2: not so much.
1: Oh, I get it.
0: Uh, brown sugar sweetness. Mm. It's like stewed fruit in a brown sugar sauce. Mm. Mm. It's really, really good. Just yeah, a I tad of a little, spice. I get a
2: little bit of that. Little. Mm-hmm. Like that's my mouth feel. I think. Stewed fruit and brown sugar. Your mouthfeel? Mm.
1: I thought you said you didn't get brown sugar.
2: Mm. Well, my tomato, mom, tomato. Tomato, whatever. Yeah. It's developing, Paul. Is that okay?
0: Just like his taste for gin is developing. It will.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you where it's developing.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> with the uh, gin here, I'm thinking, my thought is that the the... The sweetness of the tobacco, the fruit notes of the tobacco, would go very well with the botanicals in the gin, Mm. and that would complement each other very well. Uh, So I'm going to take a sip here and tell you what I think.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I think the the perfect, absolutely perfect. Perfect. I think the sweetness, the dark fruits, Mm -hmm. and that brown sugar is just coming out in droves.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, mm. with the cigar uh, pipe, I think mm. the the um, gin helped the cigar a lot. Yes. It brought the cigar, it brought stuff out that you wouldn't normally get. I think I'm almost having the reverse feeling with this. I think the finish mm. of the tobacco is bringing out more in the gin. The sweetness, the rich fruity sweetness on the finish of the tobacco, I think, makes the uh, floral notes of the gin much more enhanced.
1: The sweetness of the of the gin is a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Yep, that floral sweetness is.
0: Yeah, it yeah. totally totally changes how I'm drinking the gin.
1: Yes, which is so you can find a pairing that that helps to bring out more flavor out of the drink mm. is just awesome, mm. and yet not take away from the smoke too. I mean, it's there. You go.
2: Yeah, I would have to say that for me, the uh, the Momonky 47 Momonky. is uh, is definitely bringing out more of the the sweetness. The cigar, and likewise, cigar. I feel in the oh, yeah the pipe, and the Thank pipe you, is also, <laughs> and the pipe is uh, for me making the gin taste a lot better. See, there you go. there's hope for you.
0: See, now smoke the gin.
2: No, there's hope for the gin. No, smoke in the gin. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah, I'm liking the gin better. With the pipe tobacco. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I think I think it just I I don't know what it is, but it's 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 awesome.
1: Because I in my in my eyes the the sweetness of the tobacco those dark fruits mm-hmm. is bringing out certain botanicals. Yeah. That are sweet within the gin mm-hmm. and helping to enhance that. Yeah,
0: they're bringing certain things forward. Yeah. That weren't with a cigar.
1: So if I thought that's the in the cigar and Monkey Forty Seven was a great complementary pairing. This is an excellent complementary pairing. Mm-hmm. Excellent. This is this is by far. This is fantastic. I would say this is probably the best pairing I've had with a tobacco pipe tobacco yet.
0: That's saying a lot. We've had some really good pairing. Mm. I know.
1: But I'm but I'm enjoying the drink. I mean, again, not being a gin fan mm-hmm. in terms of certainly not drinking it straight. This is the first time I'm drinking it straight. Right. No ice, nothing. Yeah. It's intoxicating.
0: So mm. here's the question. Question. Can you pair gin with pipe tobacco? Yes.
1: Yes. You can.
0: Okay, again, and again, I think I'd say the same thing. You want a mild to medium pipe tobacco to go with it. This certainly qualifies for that. It's a nice light medium pipe tobacco. Would you agree with that, Dave? That's a, a light medium?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a light medium. Yeah. I light medium pipe
0: that. tobacco. Yep. And so, again, you can't drink something that where the body is very strong. And that's when you're making pairings. you got to... Pair the strength of body, which is the intensity of the flavors. You know, strength refers to nicotine content or body. Yeah. Body refers to the intensity of the flavors in mm-hmm. in drinks like spirits. Like Dave's saying, body refers to the intensity of the flavors, and strength would be the the proof of the of the drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so proof doesn't really matter as much as the body and uh, then you want to match or contrast flavors you can contrast like sweet and sour you know or uh, um, salty and sweet sweet and sour. What are, what are some other contrasting things that people do salty and sweet Sour, yes.
2: salt and chocolate. or mm-hmm. Or salt yep. and
0: caramel. Mm-hmm. Salted caramel, oh, salted. That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, what or do you th- what do you strawberries think? Strawberries of- and chocolate. Yep. yep. What do you think of the pairing here?
2: I think the pairing here is loads better <laughs> than the uh, the cigar because it's making me actually enjoy the gin. And the gin is making me enjoy the smoke better than when I had it before by itself.
0: So what the hell changed?
2: Um, I, to me, It's bringing out a lot more of the fruits in the Virginia, like the stewed fruities.
0: You sure it isn't your third, stewed, glass stewed of, your third glass of gin that's making you enjoy it more?
2: Well, you know, all things considered, maybe, but right yeah, now I'm going on uh... mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your third finger. <laughs> yeah, you, you want a third finger dude I'll give you a third finger well,
0: I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, you, in the whole first half of the show, you were like, "Oh, this is horrible. It tastes like Nyquil. It still tastes but like." But I have but none left. Can you put NyQuil. some more in there, please? You know, so I'm thinking you secretly like it.
1: Maybe you'd like the gin with a fat bottom Betty, Dave.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: oh no, jeez. <laughs>
0: but I'm you make the rocking world go round wow. Don't disrespect Queen mm. That's a good song It is a good song I like that song Ironic as that may seem for Pastor Padron To like a song like that There's lots of songs out there where the lyrics are A bit risque But the beat is just so good mm-hmm. How can you not like it mm-hmm. You know Very true Very very true Um Okay, so would you have this gin with a uh, pipe tobacco again?
2: Yes, without a doubt. Yes, I would have this gin with this pipe tobacco.
1: But I, I, I would want to have it with more of a Virginia-based tobacco, mm-hmm. more of a fruit-forward fruit tobacco, fruit-forward like tobacco, a Carolina yeah. Red Flake. Yes, mm-hmm. or Tilbury, mm-hmm. Tilbury. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I think this would go phenomenal with either one of those.
0: I would agree. I would agree that this would go very well with Tilbury yep, or Dorchester. I you have, to have that. We will rectify that right soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on at Twins. Um, first off, if you haven't already figured it out, NJBS is back to Mondays. Thanks, to good Lord Almighty. <laughs> Monday.
2: Yeah. Yep. Which means... Dave has a a whole week to edit the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, but am I going to have to remind you because you, you have a whole week? Did you remind me this time? No. I was done the next day. No. Yeah. But the week
0: before, you I know it was a had, day late. You <laughs> had completely forgotten. Mm. I was out of town, and therefore, so was so was <laughs> Dave. So was Dave. <laughs> when
1: the cat's away, the mice will play. Meow.
0: Meow. Meow. Okay. So. Uh, But June is uh, 724, month of twins. You want to talk a little bit about that, July, 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 Dan. July. July. It's all right, Dan.
1: You're just coming back from vacation. I'm just coming back from vacation. We'll let it slide.
0: I'm on my second finger.
1: (laughs) So we actually have less than three weeks until Mm. July 24th. Mm. I cannot believe we're saying that. I mean, we're July 5th. Time is going so It's flying by. Oh, I mean, it's, it's it. crazy, you
2: know. The days but, are already getting shorter. It's oh, come fair. on,
1: Dave. Let's let's stop that talk. It's, mm. Let's think positively yeah. here. So anyway, we got less than three weeks until July 24th. Um, and what that means is it is 724 month. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who comes in and buys a box of any 724 20-count boxes, you will be entered into the grand prize drawing, Yes, which will include your choice. If you win, you get mm-hmm. your choice of any three 724 boxes, three 724 spirits, 18-karat mm-hmm. gold, $3,500 DuPont lighter. What oh, a beautiful thing. And if you haven't seen wide. it yet, you got to come into Londonderry, uh down to the retail center, and there's a display there with it being right front and center with the liquors yeah. and the boxes the of pretty, cigars. The prettiest
2: thing about that lighter is the fact that it's not completely all gold it's got stone The lapis lazuli the lapis lazuli is gorgeous yeah it is Mm -hmm. absolutely a beautiful beautiful
1: lighter and a beautiful humidor the whole package is worth five approximately five thousand dollars i think it's probably
0: worth more than that but yeah yeah Yeah, we Mm -hmm. went conservative
1: in terms of the value but in any event for one box you get one entry if you buy two boxes you get Five entries, and if you buy three boxes, you get 10 entries, and that goes right through the 24th, so don't Mm -hmm. wait. Come on in. See any tobacconist. We'll help you out, and we also have the 24th annual Smokin' Blues Mm -hmm. Barbecue coming up on Saturday, September 18th Mm -hmm. from 11 to 6. Everyone, and I mean everyone, is a VIP this year. That's right. So in order to enter the barbecue, it's $240. You will get 20-plus cigars in your bag. That will cover the cost of the ticket. Uh, You're going to get entertainment, food, raffles. Fantastic food. I mean, when we talk raffles, it's just a ton of different raffles that will be available to you that day and yeah. it is i've
2: seen some of the swag people that people, oh it's, that it, they've been that's been donated all oh, oh it's phenomenal knock, it's phenomenal and this,
1: since we didn't have anything last year yeah, i can no, tell you right now double. this year is just going to be crazy. crazy huge yep we, i mean we're already selling tickets at a fast pace so do not wait no uh please if you can't make it in call us up we'll we'll take your order over the phone and you can pick up your tickets the day of the barbecue Um, it's going to be an absolutely, uh, and hopefully we've got great weather. I think we'll have great, Mm -hmm. I think we'll have great weather this year. I think it's just, we're we're destined to have it. Yeah.
0: It's going to be fantastic. And we
1: got a lot of industry celebrities coming in a lot of manufacturer heads are going to be there it's just going to be a a great great time it's
0: going to be very very cool so make sure you get your tickets get them quick they're moving fast Mm -hmm. and uh, there were only 200 to start with right so they're going they're um, going quick once they're gone they're gone yep we you know
1: do not wait
0: it's going to be it's going to be a really good time Uh and getting back to 724 month in that uh lighter you know you can go down to um twins in londonderry and um ask one of the tobacconists to hold the lighter you can hold it while it's still there touches are free If you want to take one with you it's going to cost you thirty five hundred dollars but that lighter all you have to do is put it in your hands and you can tell you don't have to know anything about dupont but you hold it and you know there is something different about this lighter—the mm-hmm. weight of it, the feel of it in your hand. You 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 can tell that it is not your normal lighter. Mm-hmm. And Dupont has been making these lighters are all made by hand. They're made by just a couple of guys um, at uh, the Dupont factory in in Paris. And um, honestly, I have I have a Dupont myself it's a palladium lighter it's not near. i didn't pay anything near 3500 for it but at one point it was more valuable than the car i was driving and uh but it is the most reliable lighter i have ever owned i've had it for over 10 years and it still lights every time it's fantastic they are worth it and because they're made with um Precious metals; they don't lose their value either. Manbling. I I look at what I could, you know, I could go to eBay and I could sell my lighter at more than what I paid for it, twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. And and still be, you know, so it's yep. not going to. It's 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 almost an investment. Mm-hmm. You know those things, but it is. It's manbling. You said and that's that's what DuPont lighters are. I mean, is it gonna light any? Any better than your, uh, you know, $15, you know, Cyclone. Cycle, uh, Vertigo Cyclone? No. But there's just something about it. It's just fantastic. Ping. And yep. it's got that DuPont ping. Yep, 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 yep. Ooh, fantastic. So make sure you get entered in to win that. You're, it's going to be awesome.
2: Mm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now. Yes, what's next? Next week is... As we've kind of already hinted, the PCA, which is the big cigar and pipe industry uh, trade show, and um, you know, last year the PCA trade show, which is the largest, has been the largest trade show in the industry, um, you know, was canceled because of COVID, and um, but a lot of companies ended up doing virtual deals and training and introductions because we couldn't get together. And that was the only way we could do it. Um, but, you know, one one of the things with, you know, and, and twins is going to be at the PCA 724 is going to be at the PCA. You know, there is, and I will talk about this in a little bit. I, I think that, that uh, having these trade shows is important, you know, That said, it is at a very expensive venue at a very uh, busy time of year for most Mm. shops. And, you know, I'm wondering, you know, if this is going to be kind of a make it or break it year for the PCA and for this particular trade show. Because last year was a huge banner year for cigars and pipes and the trade show didn't happen. So what people have learned is it's not necessary to have that show in order to have a good year. Now, you know, I want to talk about some of the kind of pros and cons or or pros of both sides of having it versus not having it and have us talk a little bit about that. And um, I'm hoping that Kurt when he gets back from the PCA and is on with us in a couple of weeks, that he'll be able to kind of address these things and give us his take on things. But I think we can all agree. I don't think any of us have been to the, the PCA, hmm. right? Nope. But have we've all been to major, you know, seminars or trade mm-hmm. training shows or, or things like that. Um, and I think we all know that, that getting together, in person around a single subject or theme or purpose there's an electricity that's there that you just can't duplicate correct when you're doing it remotely that, that that and that's the big reason to do something like the pca it's it's one thing to you know when you're in the trenches and you're working at it sometimes you can get you know thinking that you're the only guy or that nobody else is dealing with the issues you are, but you get together with a whole bunch of people and you realize they're all excited about the same thing. So many people are experiencing the same, you know, things that you're experiencing. And that kind of gives you a lot of encouragement, a lot of growth and a lot of um, uh, understanding for maybe some new ideas of how to move forward and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, And that's a big reason for getting together at the same time. You know, I think that the, um, sometimes, you know, and this is across industry things. This is not just a cigar related thing, but I think industries where these trade shows or these big physical get togethers, um, have been how things were done for years and years and years. And that's why we do them because we've been doing it that way for years and years and years that, The way of communication and doing business has changed the internet and, uh, uh, e-commerce has changed so much of the reality of how we work. We don't necessarily think we need to be in person anymore in order to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. I think people are just as happy to do a video call, just as happy to Skype or do zoom. To find out about something, as they are about doing something in person, and now that said, you now the the plus with that is you can do that with just as many or even more people from all sorts of places without this huge major expense of going and doing. But at the same time, that loses the the electricity of being together as a big, huge group of people, there's something about being together with thousands of people that you just can't get when you're online or in a zoom meeting. You know, if you're sitting, Mm -hmm. you know, in your underwear at home and you're meeting with, you know, hundreds of people, you may get all the information, but it's going to, it's, it's not going to be the same excitement as being there. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you guys think of those things? Yeah. And and again,
1: (laughs) what I've read and understand, uh, is that a lot of these manufacturers, particularly the smaller manufacturers, felt that they weren't getting the support and representation from the PCA after the huge outlay of money that they had to fork over in order to have a booth, travel, hotel accommodations, mm. everything. It's a huge expense. Mm-hmm. And so they felt that it would be better suited you know, based on their financial needs to not attend it and do things virtually, mm-hmm. but when you start to see companies like Altria, General, mm. Drew Estate, the big players, uh, no longer uh, coming to the PCA, <laughs> um, that tells you something. I yeah. mean, these these companies have got you know some money that they can certainly afford. have it off. Dab it off. That they can certainly <laughs> afford to to you know outlay for that, mm-hmm. but they're feeling that maybe things <laughs> have changed. I mean, we can we can look at it from the viewpoint of what happened last year to the average worker because of COVID, um, you know, if you were used to going into an office and then we're told you have to start working from home, and then you then they realize after months of doing that that they can actually continue to work from home, not go into an office, not, and the companies realize that too, so they no longer have to worry about the huge outlay of, of office space uh, that uh, these companies have to pay, and mm-hmm. that they can continue to uh, do their jobs and do it at a, at a high level yep. um, i think i think initially that's what companies are going to do and we talked about this before dan the yep. the biggest detriment and and downside to that is the fostering of relationships right. that you can only get through face-to-face contact so uh, but when you start to see smaller companies who can't re- and you talked about the time too the timing might not necessarily be ideal it's coming right, right after the 4th of july a busy time for retailers. Do do they take some of their staff and take their resources out of their their retailer store and go to this event and and uh, and, and and partake in that particular uh, uh, event and then come home and then then what? Oh, oh, can they simply do a virtual, uh, you know, meeting or or or, uh, whatever? Uh, yep. To, to get to introduce their cigars and get those orders um, I think a lot of retailers and manufacturers are going to go down that road initially mm-hmm. however I think if the PCA probably needs to in my eyes needs to really relook at the financial cost and the timing if they <clears> want <throat> to get some of these manufacturers Absolutely.
0: back yeah because it's not just it, it's not even necessarily the cost of Being a member of the PCA and paying dues and and paying for your booth that's the you know that's the issue you've got to create the booth you've got to pay for travel you have to pay for the hotel you have to pay to ship your stuff out there and so that you have stuff to show correct Uh, And that's getting more and more expensive every Mm -hmm. year. And none of that goes to the PCA. None Mm -hmm. of that goes to the organization that is trying to represent us, you know, legally, you know, as as far as the government goes with the FDA and stuff like that. So it's not even, the costs aren't even all under the control of the PCA. But when you're, you know, having to spend literally thousands and thousands of dollars and Bigger, you know, I know bigger uh, companies spend tens of thousands. Uh, I read on Half Wheel today that some, some companies spend uh, seven figures, million dollars in cost to bring people, the booth, the, the product there. And, you know, if they don't get a return on their investment that's worth that, Right. it's not worth them going right and i know some companies who because there was no show last year were able to put that money back into their business and that was a big boon for them yep and uh <clears throat> now and the companies i'm thinking of i won't talk about i didn't have their permission to talk about them so i'm not going to say but they're going to be at the pca they're they're going again this year yep but um it's it's just it's very interesting to me um you know how there's there's got to be some way to understand the the dynamics of getting firsthand knowledge uh, of new products. You know you can it's one thing to to see somebody talk about a new cigar or a new lighter or a new cutter or new new thing coming out, but if we, you're actually there, you get to hold it or you get to smoke it, you get to try it. That's going to be, that's a whole different experience. Right. But there's got to be some way to, to, you know, maximize both of those things. I know one of the things that the PCA is not happy with is that so many of these companies that are going and some of the companies that are not going are all offering, you know, those deals to people, whether that you're going or not. They're calling all their customers up and saying, hey, here's our deal and they don't want that done because you know the whole point is to go and get the deal you go and you're part of the pca and you go and you get the deal yeah and so to not be there and yet still get the benefits you know
1: why bother going why bother going why why have the outlet cash you know and
0: the pca you know doesn't seem able to control that either you know you know They don't control what other companies do or offer things like that so is is there i mean maybe maybe it should be more of an educational thing and well
2: i want to throw my two cents into this whole thing
0: i hope you throw more than two yeah
2: well i i think i think the problem is is that the pca needs to grow up um i think and it's just like really any any other uh, industry, like if we, if I look at like video games before mm-hmm. you had like all the shows and everything all all used to be in California mm-hmm. now they're freaking everywhere, you know, and that's what kind of needs to happen. They need to start getting regional. They need to start, you know, mm-hmm. having multiple trade shows, multiple times per year, multiple this, and it can't just be like one thing where they expect everybody to just drop what they're doing and go. That's just absolutely ridiculous in the lives that we live right now. You know, I think like maybe 10, 20 years ago, that was different. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that now. Now we have the technology to say, you know, I don't want to go because, you know, they're going to do it virtually. You know, but what if, what, what if you had that same attraction and it was like, you know, half the distance away mm-hmm. or the booth cost half as much because it was in a different area and it wasn't in Vegas. Right. You know what I mean? And I think, I think they, uh, they, need to, they need to really think about how, how things have changed and how to deal with it. And they should take a look at other industries like auto shows or like video games or, you know, um, Comic-Con mm-hmm. or like, you know, all these other things where it's heavily focused on people showing up, you know. Um, that being said, I think the PCA is extremely important uh for for cigar manufacturers uh to to show up and to support you know it's like a no-brainer really but at the same time the pca needs honestly i would have to say it needs better leadership or new leadership or something to inject new ideas into it because what they're doing isn't working and instead of mm. complaining about it and instead of forcing the industry they need to like they need to grow up and realize well maybe we need to change too but I mean that's what I think I think it should be more regional I think having it in, in Vegas at like one of the most expensive places to have it in the first place was kind of like cool but now it's like you know okay we've been there we've done that Let's uh, let's try and spread it out a little
0: well, uh, you know, for me, it's like, if I want to go to Vegas, the last time of the year I want to go to Vegas is in the middle of summer. Right. Yeah. You know, when it's 100 degrees and there's no humidity and you go outside and the water in your body completely evaporates, you know. <laughs> yeah. yes. You can't even sweat, you know. I Because hotel I,
1: rooms are at cheap right now, so that's probably yeah, a good time the, to go. You
0: know, it's, it's, you know, who knows? I mean, but, you, 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 I mean, like... I mean, think about it like this, you know, you, you have the trade show, but you, you kind of, kind of do what schools are doing. You know, it's right now it's, there's in class, but there's also a virtual option for, for kids who don't want to go or they're not vaccinated or whatnot. So you have a choice, you know, it's X amount of money. If you want to go to the PCA, it's X amount of money. If you want to you know, electronically uh, participate in with the PCA. And so that way they could be making some money off people who were, you know, well, paying, yeah, to to live, live paying to see live streams of what's going on or booths or educational mm-hmm. stuff or getting the deals, you know. But at, 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 that way you're allowing people who either don't have the money or don't have the time or the means. You know, so many shops out there are just one or two people to and for a, a person or two to go that might mean the whole shop has to close
2: right for a week yeah in the height of the in the height of the the year so let's rewind a year too so if you look at like why the tobacco industry was so successful over the last year it's because people had nothing better to do it would have nothing <laughs> to do with how good the pca event was in 2019 mm-hmm. you know um and and what we now, there's so many. How, how many people have you guys seen come into, come into Twins and talk to Kurt about opening up a, a, a new store? Like there's there's been like lot, all there's the been dozens, all right? The so, so, the industry is growing, the amount of shops that are opening is growing because people found a new, found something new that they liked in 2020 because they had nothing better to do, and um, they took and some people took risks, and so now they're gonna get into the swing of things they're going to hear about the pca and there's just one option mm-hmm. and that's what i'm talking about you gotta you gotta expand they've gotta there's gotta be more regional thing that maybe that means that like uh maybe dave and like kurt are gonna have to like you know maybe start something their own just for like new england or new hampshire or something like that mm-hmm. where you know the the we need to cultivate and we need to protect and we need to grow our business together, Mm. you know, because we are under threat, we are under attack, and we need to protect each other Mm -hmm. and we need to, we need to take care of each other. And that's kind of what the PCA and the TAA and like, Mm -hmm. you know, those things provide. But I think they're, they're, you know, just like, just like with the, with the government, you know, the town needs to be able to, to decide its own things and the, the, the state needs to be able to decide its own thing and likewise for the for the for the PCA and the TAA it needs it needs to spread out it can't be so focused
0: what do you think about that Paul? i i think
1: it, i think that has merit dave i think you're right i think you have to start looking outside the box and 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 start to maybe plan something different that can include the inclusive part of 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 the people that probably can't or uh won't go to the PCA right now. Uh, the and I'm saying right now the cost factor. I think the cost factor is probably the biggest uh, part right now, yeah. which is preventing a lot of these smaller manufacturers from doing it. That um, and again the time of year. Is yeah, there right a, now? They're
2: it, just trying to get people to go to work.
1: Well, you know, true, true. <laughs> it's like... I mean, granted, the cigar industry saw a major uptick last year. You're right. There it was, it was people had nothing to do. They wanted to feel normal. <laughs> They they and a lot of people were coming in and buying a lot of cigars. There were new cigar smokers mm-hmm. and we're still we're still seeing it. This year it's no different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anything, it's 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 even, bigger. It's, it's bigger, it's it, we're seeing more more new customers coming in all the time. Mm-hmm. Um so the so the industry by itself is growing. Yeah. Without any help from the PCA. Mm-hmm. But the PCA wants to remain relevant. And they want to be able to include everyone, so they have to start thinking what what that is. I don't know. Do they start doing more of a right. traveling roadshow, right. which which goes to different regions, so that something way
2: like that or something? But I'll tell you the reason why they need to, and so it's easy to say, well, they should like break up into groups and blah 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 blah. blah. But the reason why they shouldn't just go virtual or shouldn't just stop is because. When you're there when you're handling something and when you're with a large group of people and you're all interacting on the same focus it is huge different than just meeting online because it also when you meet online it all it automatically also makes it like instantly casual mm-hmm. and the amount of professionalism and expertise and and showmanship that you can have when it's in front of you is Mm -hmm. absolutely necessary for the business and that's why you know i think it's so important for the pca to continue to be supported um even at like a stage like this but what we need is we need people to be to be questioning to be asking for more to saying hey you know this needs to change and and obviously the people to step up and make the difference but something has to happen. Mm-hmm. I can't. If it stays like this, if the PCA uh, uh, remains stale, then it's just going to go away, and then that will eventually hurt everybody else. It will. It will eventually hurt the big guys and especially the little guys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's. Uh, but yeah, we need to. We need to grow up.
1: I mean, it, it may end up being that it will. It will take at least half of what. Would uh, the the other manufacturers who would have normally showed up to not show up or worse for them to actually take action? I mean, I hope it doesn't come to that. But if, 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 let's say there's 250 manufacturers that would normally go to the PCA and if less than 125 don't go next year, does the PCA at that point make changes? Are they gonna? just gonna? Are they gonna continue to just do the same thing <clears> the <throat> uh, year after and and just kind of hope that people come? I I, I don't know.
0: I well, mean, again, you know, it it's it, the the trade show is where the PCA makes its money, mm-hmm. and the PCA and the CRA are now in, you know, they they've merged together. So Cigar right. Rights of America and the PCA. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they need that income in order to represent us. Right. If the trade show is not generating the income that they need because for whatever reason manufacturers and or retailers are not showing up. They've got to do something else. Mm -hmm. And you know, to do the same thing over and over expecting a different result is, you know, as Einstein said. You can't beat a dead horse. So, now well i like the idea of doing regional events the complication with that especially from the manu- manufacturer side is yeah. the manufacturer only needs to right now send its person or top person or president to this one place for 5 days if it becomes a traveling road show then those people are gone for what a month yeah, you know it's, in di- different a, places a, so and different and how well, that's that's how, a... how 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 feasible is that but how... by
2: having different by having different shows you know you go to like what show you want to go but at least you get to go to a show and at least they're making continual money progressive money throughout the year so like maybe the july show is like the big kahuna but then you have like smaller ones where maybe some people go maybe some people don't but you're still generating an income for the, you know, for the, for the, for the CRA and stuff like that, or, or a places where it's more maybe small business central, you know, but um, it, I still don't, I still think it needs to be, it, it, it has to go regional. I'm not, I don't think they need to do like a traveling roadshow or anything like that, but you know, they, it needs to, it needs to do something. I mean all they'd have to do is have a virtual booth or something like that, or have like, you know, you can go online and see their show or whatever. So I don't think they'd have to travel, but you know, they, they could do that for like the, the, the smaller areas or whatnot. But I think, I think they definitely have to change what they're doing. It's not working for everybody. they some, ex- some of the bigger companies are, are definitely been excluded. Um, and I don't, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think it's a good way forward. Well, some of these companies are, are
0: leaving not so much because of um, the – or maybe not only because of the expense or the lack of return on investment, but also because they they have uh, – they don't feel like the PCA is adequately re- representing, representing them. them. Yep. yep. You know, right. I know Drew estates – more change. More change. Drew estates, you know um, – makes a lot of a lot of their money is made in 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 uh flavored and uh um flavored cigars like the acid and uh, natural and to, uh, tobacco mm-hmm. and yet the PCA has pushed for a definition of a cigar a premium cigar uh not having any of those uh qualities so that yep. half of Drew estates product line and acid is the best selling line of cigars in the United States and has so been shooting for, themselves and in has the has been for basically. years. So if they're not going to stand up for their cigar right. in when as they're going through this legislative process, why should they uh support the PCA? And I, I understand sure. that problem. Yep. That's a big that's yep. a big issue.
2: Yep. And it's a slap in the face to Drew Estate. It really is you know, they're, uh, I don't see this. They need again, they circles back to what I said before. <laughs> you need to grow up, you know, you need to, you need to understand your industry. You need to understand the people involved in it. And you need to respect where, you know, you might be high on your britches, but you got to understand where your britches came from. And a big part of that came from acid, you know, they need to <laughs>
1: I agree, Dave. I think you're right. It's it, either it's all or nothing. That mm-hmm. that's yep. that that is absolutely that motto rings true with us. You either include everyone or forget it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you just you're just gonna shoot yourself, like I say, Dave, shoot yourself in the foot. Yep. So uh, I'm 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 100 behind that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So there it is a bunch of talking heads talking about the PCA who've never been to the PCA. (laughs) But but we hear about it all the time. We talk to people who've gone, who are going, who aren't going. And, um, you know, we'd love to hear from people who've been and let us know what you think uh, regarding these issues. And uh, we'll bring that up on future shows. Um, uh, Let's uh, totally go in a,
2: well, completely... Rod, Wad wants to know uh, what other pipe tobaccos oh, yeah. would go with uh, gin. Any thoughts on that, Dan?
0: I'm thinking. I agree with what Paul said earlier that uh, anything that's uh, heavy on the Virginias, mm-hmm. that's a mild to medium tobacco, would go very well with gin. So you had mentioned uh, oh, Tilbury, uh, Tilbury K-L- Carolina, Tilbury Red Flake. Carolina Red Flake, uh, Opening Night. Mm-hmm. Um, Turkish twist, even Turkish twist. Oh, yep. Orlick
1: Orlick's uh, the, golden slice.
0: Aaron Moore, Aaron Moore, yeah, yeah Aaron Moore. Uh, Orlick golden sliced. Yeah. All of those would go well. Turkish twist is uh Peter Stokeby's luxury twist flake. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it here at Twins. We rename everything. Yeah. I don't know why,
2: but we. Do. I understand one q but yeah, yeah. one I get. I yeah. mean,
0: who wants to buy one q no. Everybody wants granite steak. <laughs> yeah. God have... help you if we don't have granite steak. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. People pull out their guns, everything. (laughs) And New Hampshire's an open carry state, so that can get scary. Mm. Um, As far as cigars go, um, any good uh, Connecticut, the uh, Oscar Leaf Connecticut, Mm -hmm. I think this would go really
2: well with. Brotherly Uh, Kindness by Brotherly Kindness. Brotherly Kindness, without a doubt, Uh, yes.
0: Southern Draw, The Rose of Sharon. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be another good one. Rocky Patel 99. The Rocky Patel 99. Perdomo. Perdomo's, uh, yep, any yep. of Perdomo's Connecticut's yep. Yep. would go great with this gin. Hammer and Sickle. Hammer and Sickle, yep, yep. the trademark or the Tradition series. Mm-hmm. Agonosa Connecticut. Agonorsa, Connecticut. Agonorsa yeah. has a little bit more pepper to it, and that yeah. would kind of match They're the like spice. They're like a medium Connecticut. Mm-hmm. That would match yeah. the spice in the gin. So there you go. There's a, a list of... Uh, cigars and pipe tobacco that would go well with this particular gin yep. or uh, another fine quality gin. Uh, this, I, I have to say, has a lot more flavor and is a lot more full-bodied than any other gin I've ever had. Oh, mm.
1: God, this has been phenomenal. Yeah. Per- perfect pairing.
0: Yeah, th- this, is, this is fantastic Perfect with this pairing. tobacco. Mm. Now, I had said earlier... um you dave you know with my own tasting notes of this that as you get further on in the bowl that brown sugar sweetness kind of goes away and the wood the figs you know that that becomes more prominent are you experiencing that are you experiencing that paul is the sweetness dying down
1: yeah the the sweetness has died down a bit uh it's filling out a lot more of the uh earthy woody tones Mm -hmm. um the gin has not stopped at all. Mm. I think I think you're right. The tobacco is helping the gin with the sweetness mm. and vice versa. It's helping to bring out yep. um, a little bit more of the... Of the but but I, I will mention, though, that the sweetness of the tobacco has... Not only the brown sugar, but the sweetness of the tobacco has dissipated a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. So
0: Okay. Ready for a little uh, Would You Rather? Yeah,
2: let well, Would You Rather.
0: Okay. Would mm. you rather... From the sublime to the ridiculous mm. <laughs> reversing the whole trend here here we go here's the would you rather question mm. and um, here we go uh dave i'll start with you okay mm-hmm. here it is yep dave yes would you rather have a permanent mm. and by that i mean permanent there is no way you can change it okay beer belly ooh
2: I think I already have that, <laughs> <laughs> or a bubble butt, or a bubble bubble butt. Ooh, good. Mm. Wow, mm. cushion or uh, cushion uh, or cushion. <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, yeah. I would. I, I think I have to go with the bubble butt. The bubble but butt. I'd <laughs> rather I have the bubble butt. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'd rather be able to, you know, always work. See my twigs and berries when I look down, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I would much rather you know have a nice you know front, yeah, you know. than a
0: nice behind. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, beer belly or bubble butt? Well, I love beer, but I don't like the belly.
1: Um, yeah, I would probably... <laughs> oh, man. And I don't have much of a butt, so I would probably go for the bubble butt and have a, nice, butt. Have a nice, butt uh, ball. nice six-pack abs. Sure. Pablo six-pack abs or... Yeah, I I've never had a, a six-pack beer. <laughs> six-pack butt. <laughs> no, I never had, I've never had... Uh, Either one, but I'd rather take the butt over the over the beer belly. Baby got back. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wow.
0: Let's see. Well, I don't really, I don't really have much of a butt, so yeah. a bubble butt for me would be a, a novelty. You know, my, that my kids call me the Great No Ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, yep. So that might that actually might be fun. Mm. That actually might be fun to have a bubble butt. You know, <laughs> yeah. twerking pastor Pedrone. Who knew? You never know what you're gonna yep. going to hear on Not Just. Make it clap, never know yeah, man, make it clap. Mm-hmm. Up back. <laughs> mm. <laughs> pastor got back. Pastor got back. Mm-hmm. Now, next Monday <laughs> on uh, Not Just blowing Smoke, we're going to be continuing our celebration of 724 month with the Factory 57 Churchill. And for a pipe tobacco, we're going to be smoking Gawith Hogarth's Bob's Chocolate Flake. Bob's. Now, if you're looking at, uh, if you're thinking, oh, Samuel Gawith, Gawith Hogarth, are those related? Yes. <laughs> They come out of the same factory. It's kind of like the. They just difference. want to confuse you. It's kind of like uh, you know the Padron 1964 anniversary series and the Padron 1926 series. They're two things out of the same line. Um, the uh, Samuel Gawith is kind of the higher end uh, version, if you can say that. And uh, Gawith Hogarth does a lot of stuff in bulk. And we're actually going to be looking at uh, the bulk version of Bob's Chocolate Flake. That does come in tins, 50-gram tins, but uh, we're going to be looking at the bulk version of that. And Tequila Talia will be here next week, and uh, she's bringing, and I know she is because vacation will be over, so she will be here. (laughs) It's work-related for her to be here. Um, And we'll be drinking Jameson Black Barrel. I think. with each of those which she reps and she's excited about being here for that so please subscribe to us on facebook or youtube if you haven't already and uh, at not just blowing smoke on instagram so that you don't miss a thing thanks for being with us tonight and that's not just blowing smoke people that be the truth thanks everyone you've been listening to not just blowing smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge expertise and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke.
1: Rolling with the top down, on a